I just got one thing to lay on you cats and then I'll split. That I am declaring war on anybody who sells drugs in our community. Put black dynamite. I sell drugs to the community. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, we'll first dive into a couple of news nuggets, such as the recent Twitter tirade by rapper Joey B, and we'll share our thoughts and reactions on the latest video from Lil Nas X, and discuss whether or not he went too far. Then we'll resurrect the segment of the crew's top 10 and interview co-host Chastity and have her share her top 10 personal favorite hip-hop albums of all time and discuss that list. Then we'll dive into the topic of drug culture and hip-hop. How much drug talk is too much? Can we or should we try to separate drug culture from hip-hop culture more? Can hip-hop be fairly blamed for the use, use of drugs? Then we'll share some of our personal favorite hip-hop songs directly touching on drugs. And then for our album Face Off, we'll compare Power and Numbers by Jurassic 5 with Expansion Team by Dilated Peoples and discuss which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumming for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Nothing much. Same old, same old. Yep. <laughs> Eagerly awaiting tomorrow. Oh, that's right. You get your second shot. Yep. Oh man, yeah. Let me let me know how that goes, man. I'm I'm curious. Scared. I'm like I, I shouldn't have anything uh in my system. So <laughs> I'm like, should I drink tonight? Maybe I shouldn't do anything tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, get it all out now. <laughs> Or I'm thinking, don't do it because maybe it might affect the I don't know outcome. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really I haven't really heard anything as regards to that. Just basically, just be prepared to feel you know feel like you got the flu. My dad had his second one and he had no no symptoms whatsoever. He said, "Really? Uh huh." And he this is a man who had two strokes last year. So, oh wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, my 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 father-in-law, he had well actually both my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, they they've had their second shots. Now my father-in-law, he said he was knocked down pretty hard the day after and was like mm. in bed all day, but my mother-in-law didn't feel nothing. Yeah, I'm hopeful for the latter. Yeah, we <laughs> we we shall see. I did hear that. I did hear that women do worse with the shot than men. Oh no. Yeah, I did hear that, which is weird because men did worse with COVID, you know, than women. Right. So, wow. But, uh, but yeah, we um, <laughs> we got a good show lined up tonight, man. This is uh, it's a lot going on, to be quite honest, <laughs> in the world yeah. of hip hop. We're gonna we're gonna try to get into as much of it as we can. <laughs> I finally uh, looked up that vid, so at least I have some thoughts on it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We are going to get to that. But first, uh, well, first a little news nugget, though, I wanted to, to dive into. Um, I don't know if you're, you're a fan of uh, Joey B. 
Yeah, you put me on him, actually. Okay, okay. Did you see his recent Twitter tirade? That I didn't see, no. Okay, so apparently he went to he went to Disneyland and with with a bunch of his friends and family. Let me see. Let me make sure I get the get the details right. He goes to Disneyland and he um his his cousin who was part, with his party who's autistic, he didn't want to wear a mask cuz because of course masks are required right now still at Disneyland and um his cousin didn't want to put on a, a mask because it, it feels too restrictive for him or whatever. So, you know, the folks at, at Disneyland, they told them that they couldn't answer. Or at least he couldn't answer. Um, but what ended up happening was they ended up having to turn their whole, you know, party back or, or refuse their party's entry uh, because of this issue. I guess they couldn't resolve it. So he went on a little Twitter tirade or whatever. But what he said was, uh, what did he say? He said... This new world has zero to do with anyone's safety and everything to do with control and compliance. This society is governed by fear. And it's so sad that you blind folk can't see past what the external forces provide for you. He also said, I don't watch the news because I know nothing's new. <laughs> he also complained. He also, he said some other stuff, but in general, he's, he was saying that he would never return to Disneyland again. And, uh, and you know, the, the experience was so bad and cruel and social distancing is cruel. What, what, do you, what do you think of his response to this? I didn't know he was Hotep, so I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's level one Hotep, probably. It's <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> like, what is this? He, he ain't at level 10 yet, at least as far as I know. Um, wow. Talk about Mr. Fort. Like, I mean, you don't look and see what rules are involved before you go to a park in COVID? Yeah, yeah. That's that's part of one way through my head, too. Because for me, it was just like, okay, why are you going to Disneyland in the middle of a pandemic wow. with, a, with a party of 30 people? Wow, 30 yeah it was like 30 plus people in this party and wow. you know you know it, it only it only says that this one person had a problem with wearing a mask you know because people who are on the spectrum of course they they have sensory issues mm -hmm. so my, you know not all of them but but some yeah yeah some different ones right I mean, different issues yeah exactly so my whole thing is like dude you you couldn't you couldn't give it another six months to a year you had to go to disneyland right now yeah what was he celebrating was it his birthday or something it was it was the birthday of another relative of his i think like a cousin but the cousin i think the cousin whose birthday it was was only like three years old or something what yeah it's like man, he ain't gonna remember half of this so you know what 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 <laughs> what are we what are we what are we doing here you know and and then to be like Here's the other thing that kind of bugged me. What he said on Twitter, where he was talking about blind folks who can't see past what the external forces provide for you. It's like, well, then I hate it when people insinuate things, but they don't even really know what they're insinuating. So they, they throw out little sayings like that and then they, they expect you to connect the dots for them. You know, so I that's that's the other thing I didn't like about his uh his tweets too. Hold on one second. 
Yo, what's going on, Reggie? What's good, bro? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Same old, same old. We were just sitting here talking about um, Joey B's latest Twitter tirade. Did, did you see this, man? With the, with the, <laughs> he went off on Twitter about Disneyland because they they wouldn't let his party in because his his cousin didn't want to wear a mask. No. Okay. Okay. All right. But um, which just sounds crazy though. I mean, especially with the times that we live in, like you already know that you was gonna get some type of backlash. So yeah, yeah, we 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 were just discussing it because the the person in question was was a family member of his who has autism and apparently has some sensory issues, and right. so wearing a mask for him is different. Was 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 kind of a tall ask, but I was just saying, you know, dude, you ain't gotta go to Disneyland right now. You could you could easily wait this out another six months probably and be cool yeah you know i don't know i got i got i kind of feel kind of way now knowing that background of it being a person that has uh, some type of issues they they probably could have let that slide yeah they, they probably could have but you know at the same time i'm just putting myself in his shoes i would have looked into that before i would have been like Yo, can you try to put on this mask? If not, okay, maybe we'll just do something else. Maybe we won't go to Disneyland. Maybe we'll go somewhere else. You yeah. Know? Buy like five different kind of masks, shields and stuff, and say which one feels comfortable for you. Like, what has he been doing for the last year? No mask at all? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of times, though, you can almost tell that somebody has some type of issue, so you don't, you automatically treat them a certain way you know what I mean or sometimes yeah sometimes yeah so I'm, I'm assuming that maybe in other cases you know what I mean people are already kind of like oh, all right you know what I mean like but I mean I, I mean I don't know you know what I'm saying that that's I guess that's a little tough situation yeah well I, I still don't I don't I don't think that ranting what is going to solve anything though so yeah, and and it's what he said too. Like he 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 started getting off into this thing where he talks about how society is governed by fear and blind people out there can't see past the external forces. If everything in this world has to do with control and compliance, and he don't, that's why he doesn't watch the news. And, you know, when you start talking like that, man, it's like you're being a little irresponsible with your platform. You know, I get it. You're upset. You're in your feelings, but. You know, talking about not trusting news and, and stuff like that. It's like that that doesn't that all it does is create confusion and speculation. And you know, man, when I was when I was 15, 16 years old, it was really fun to indulge in conspiracy theories. But then I got older, man, and I learned how the world actually works. <laughs> you know. So I don't I don't really I don't really indulge in that type of stuff anymore. But um, you know, you could have done something else, bro. You could have done something else. With all due respect to Joey B, because you know I, I'm a fan of his. You know, like I, I really like the dude. I think he's an intelligent cat. Oh, and, question: Do you yeah. know how old this cousin was? They didn't say an article. They didn't say an article. I know Joey B is 25 though. So, you know, when you when you 25, you're still kind of naive. You know. Yeah. Especially if you've been, you know been able to make a living off music. There's just certain, you know, certain real world life experiences you just haven't had. But, you know, with all due respect to him, because I, I do like to do, you know, just he needs to be a little bit more responsible with, with what he says online, you know, in my opinion. But um, but moving right along, I, this 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 new Lil Nas X video, man, for uh, 
Montero. Um, it's got it's got a lot of people talking, man. Uh, the music world, and I was gonna say hip hop, but the music world in general is talking about it because, uh, of course, it's provoking some reactions out of folks. And um, I just wanted to ask y'all, man, what was y'all's reaction? Did y'all see this video? What was y'all's reaction to it? Do y'all feel he's gone too far? <laughs> what what is um what, what, what was y'all's thoughts on it, man? Well, I finally watched it, and I um. The way I took it was that if he was raised in a religious household, then he probably was raised to feel like homosexuality is a satanic behavior and a satanic act. So for him to um, embrace the devil, so to speak, is embracing his sexuality. So that's kind of that was kind of how I took it. He was a homosexual man embracing his sexuality and if you consider it to be a sin then that's what it that's he's embracing the sinful nature of the devil but then at the end when he killed the devil and then took the devil's horns like what is that about you know that's that part i was kind of confused but i kind of understood the rest of the video yeah that's that's honestly how i how i saw it too to be quite honest, like <laughs> I'm looking at Reggie's face, though. <laughs> you kind of nailed it on the head for me. Like, I mean, I mean that that makes. I mean, you uh, uh, putting it that way makes absolute sense. Um, but it's just still retarded. Though. That's <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I guess I shouldn't use that term. <laughs> but I just it's nonsense. Ultimately, like it's just nonsense. Man. Do you think he did it for shock value? For sure. Okay, okay. Especially um, the sneakers release that's coming. I feel like he's trying to capitalize on um, the hype that he's built from this video, too. Yeah, like Nike had to put out a statement saying that, like, you know, they didn't make the shoe. It's not designed by theirs. Um, it was designed by a company called Mischief, apparently. Yeah. So they. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Reggie. I know that's more your, your wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what, so, so that's how I even seen it. Like I don't, you know, I'm I'm not up on anything Lil Nas X, man. So, uh, so I seen the sneakers, and I'm like, man, what in the, what, in the, what the trash is this? You know what I mean? Like, and so like I then I started seeing like somebody said like it's actual blood in the shoe, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like man, what? Like so then I kind of start reading up on it, and then like the guy who designed the shoe. I forgot what he said, but he made a statement like stating like, um, okay, so this is his way of describing. He said, not the best way to say the least. I could tell you is just kind of graphic, but like not by any means a good way of doing it in terms of the blood in the shoe. So I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, I had read that they had taken the people who helped design the shoe they all contributed a drop of blood in the, for for whatever whatever however many they needed or whatever. But then they also mixed it up with dye, so oh, okay. you know it's the, the sole of the shoe is not completely made out of blood. So right, know. they didn't they didn't they didn't go into details about that. Okay, okay. But then he so then Lil Nas X made a statement by saying, "With my song and my video, it was the perfect matchup." Some people are going to be mad or whatever. People already demonize who I am. I'll take that. I'll be that. And I'm going to make the best of it. So, um, 
and seeing what Chaz said in terms of her understanding the video and then him saying this, it makes perfect sense as to why he did what he did. And and then it also adds to the fact that he just did it for shock value mm-hmm. and to get people to talking about it. Yeah, with, with the exception of the um of the of the the pentagram zipper and the the the, the scripture on the side, the shoes are pretty hot. Like, <laughs> you know, like like they're not they're not you know they don't look bad. I'm just saying. But, no, but going no, back, to, I hear what you're saying. going back to this video though. Do you all feel like he should have put out a disclaimer uh, before, you know, releasing this video, like, like, or attached a disclaimer to the beginning of it, knowing that he kind of has this this image as being a kid rapper um, or a rapper for the kids, I should say, uh, because what a lot of people are criticizing him for is the fact that kids listen to him a lot, you know. My kid listens to him. I, I let him log in at his his virtual concert he did a few months ago. Uh, or a few weeks ago rather and uh, so you know I, I get it people know kids are looking at him and watching him and yada yada so y'all think he, he should have put a issue to disclaimer that's a slippery slope because then that's a, there's a whole lot of videos that need disclaimers <laughs> if that's the case True. Um, like I do remember was it Kanye West flash and lights video they had a disclaimer Yep. If you um because all the lights in it and if you have seizures. Yep. Huh. Um, so health related disclaimers make sense, but like moral related disclaimers? I don't know. Yeah, he, he responded when he responded, he said, um <laughs> when he went to people who were like, Oh, I'll never play Old Town Road again, he said he said, uh, they shouldn't be playing Old Town Road anyway. We stream and call call me by your name now. And then he also pointed out the fact that Old Town Road was about, uh, he said, sipping lean and adultery. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sipping lean part I knew, but I didn't know about the adultery. Yeah, the adultery true. part of it. Um, what else did he say? He said that uh, he's not going to cater to people's kids his whole career. What he said? He said there was no system involved. <clears throat> I've made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I'm not going to spend my entire career trying to c- cater to your children. That is your job. So, you know, he's 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 pretty... Well, he's, just, he's just trying to come out from under his kids <laughs> persona Yep. And, and make more of a push to young adults listening to his music. Exactly. Or, or, or trying to take him more seriously. Yeah, he, he's trying to transform himself a bit, you know, and, and you know, I, he has that right. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I'm for censorship at all, you know, but, you know, he's 21. So there, there are certain things that, you know, when you're 21, you're basically like a really old teenager. You know, it's like so there's certain things you're just not going to get. And, you know, I, I think I think the rollout for this could have been a little better thought out. But, you know, I don't think he deserves to be you know, uh, canceled or, you know, like no, crapped on or anything like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that either, but it's just, but I, I do think one day he's going to look back on this moment and be like, yeah, I see why people were tripping. Yeah. It just seems like there's a right way and a wrong way to do things, man. It just, it just seems like he, he went wrong in all aspects of it. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, like he's stepping on every. I mean, and, and granted, I guess that's what he's trying to do. You know, like you said, he's trying to shock value. But I mean, he's pissing off everybody. He's pissing off the sneaker community and the people who got kids that listen to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's getting it from all angles. And then now you got a whole different type of audience because they said the shoes sold out instantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, they only had six hundred and sixty-six of them. Right. I mean, that's a steal. You got a six hundred and sixty-six people buying, uh, ultimately, a satanic shoe. Like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one person that bought all six sixty-six. Right, right. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right, but I doubt it. Oh man, I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I. I you know, I, I say the same thing because I, I, I talk to I've talked to a couple of cats about it just to get their opinions. And they're like a lot of cats I've talked to. They was like, man, I couldn't I couldn't even, I can only get through like the first 60 seconds of it. I, <laughs> you know, and I had to turn it off. And, you know, like, I, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I say the same thing that I would say for like a video like, you know, like what Cardi B and, and, and Megan Thee Stallion did last year, like. People just gotta, they gotta monitor what the kids are watching, man. You know, and I, I know certain things are gonna get by you as a parent, cause I got things by my parents. But, uh, you know, just just overall, man, do, do your job. You know, if, if if you were to swap him out of the video and replace him with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, would the, uh, would the outcry be as bad? Yeah. Oh. I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. When you start talking about, there's a difference. Like, I mean, I know it's sad to say it, but like, uh, like, booty is way more common than than, than satanic worship, like, or like just religion in general. Like, it's just it's just a difference. Like, Reggie, that was profound. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what they know for. You know what I'm saying? In their videos, like, if you look at a Cardi B video and the Megan Stallion video, that's what you're going to get. So, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got a mantra, but I mean, you talk about a total different, you know what I'm saying, lane when you start going into that aspect of things. Like, yeah, 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 that, that is true. You know, it, it, now as far as the satanic imagery, I, you know, I, in a video, like, I, I do think that, you know, he had his own, like Chad said, he, did, he had his own interpretation of it that he was playing out. And I think he's just, you know, he, I'm not going to say he's trolling us. Well, yeah, I, I am gonna say he's trolling. Yeah, yeah, I was. But you can, you can, you can troll and make a statement at the same time. Yep. You know, I, I don't think the, the the two are mutually exclusive, and you know, I think that's exactly what he's doing because he's got the Candace Owenses clapping back at him and you know uh, talking about him. So, you know, hey, controversy sells, man. Mm-hmm. But, I'm pretty sure views got is is up there too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can imagine. Shoot, people's reaction videos is clocking thousands of views to this. Right. Right. So, shoot, I should do one. <laughs> <laughs> but moving right along, man, moving right along. And one thing I was going to do on this show, I, since back in um, back in season two, we were doing a, we did a segment briefly where I invited each person, each of my co-hosts who were coming on regularly to share their list of their top 10 personal favorite hip-hop albums of all time and um don't start looking like that reggie <laughs> oh no i'm just i'm just here 
<laughs> Reggie's Reggie's list was pretty dope. Reggie's list was pretty dope. I mean, everyone's lists were dope because we. I think we did Reggie, Jerome. Yeah, I'm all over the place with music, so I, I'd have no judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jamil did his. I did mine. Dave and Greg did, did theirs. But since we got a few new people on the show these days, I wanted to kind of uh, resurrect this segment and um, this week highlight Chaz and have her list her top 10 personal favorite hip-hop albums and of course these are albums that you know you you personally like you feel are great because when you make a when you ask the question what do you think is a the greatest hip-hop album versus your favorite hip-hop album the two are going to be different you know um you know my favorite hip-hop album is not going to be what i might recognize as the greatest hip-hop album if you say illmatic is the greatest hip-hop album I really can't argue with you, but it's it's not my personal favorite. So, but these are albums. If you were stuck on an island for a month and you can only have access to these ten albums, and you needed something to recommend to someone who was new to hip hop, these are the albums you would go with. These are albums that mean something to you personally. So, we we gonna give it up to you, Chaz. So, what what are your top ten personal favorite hip hop albums? Did you rate them, and did you have any honorable mentions? Yep. So. 10 was uh, a fit in. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What were the honorable mentions? Oh, honorable mentions. Oh, uh, don't laugh. But I really, I had to take Drake. I put Drake in an honorable mention for Take Care. Because Take Care is a classic album to me. Like, party-wise, that um, track he has with uh, Bun B, I just like Take Care. It's dope. Um, Graduation by Kanye is an honorable mention. Okay. And uh let's see. Man on the Moon by Kid Cudi was an honorable mention. Wow. The first one. And uh Low End Theory by Tribe. I couldn't fit it in my top ten. So that's Oh, that got cut from your top ten? <laughs> it got cut, yep. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music is a honorable mention. I got a lot of honorable mentions. Fantastic Volume Two by Slum Village. Wow. Black on both sides. That did not make your top 10. Didn't make my top 10. Wow. <laughs> Soul Food by Goody Mob. No, Can I Borrow a Dollar? It was almost, it was in my top 10 and then I replaced it. Um, And the Black Album. I don't know. Oh, uh, the J- uh, Jay-Z's. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a that's a really good one. It is a really good one. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I, these are your honorable mentions. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to see the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of rockers in my top 10. Uh, so I got um, number 10 is uh, Reaching a New Refutation of Time and Space by Diggable Planets. Nice. Because, you know, I grew up impressed by Butterfly and how she was able to keep up with the other two, you know, as a lady and be feminine at the same time. She, she was actually my favorite one in the group, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were all lyrically. They were all about even. I, I'll take that back. Her, her, and what was the other guy? Um, is it Doodlebug? Um, What's his name? Hold on, let's see. Because I'm forgetting their name. Did did um? I I know that Diggle was playing. Like I don't. I never understood what happened with them. Like Doodlebug. I don't know because I don't think they broke up. They just Topic. Like I thought. Like something happened. Yeah, they they did break up, but they broke up because of label reasons. I, I think like 
the the label wanted them to put out more albums than they were willing to do or they they had you know they had solo ambitions but they're they're i, I saw a, i saw a uh a uh unsung documentary with them and you know they're all still on good terms with each other and everything and they they do any little solo careers but they said the group thing just kind of ran its course right and what's interesting about them all three of them are from three different cities one of them's from philly one of them's from oakland and then the Which other I can one's here to philly from oh Brooklyn. yeah so it's butterfly ladybug and doodlebug butterfly was the one okay he was well, he's dope butterfly's the guy yeah ladybug's the girl yep so that was my number 10 okay you got reaching uh number nine was like water for chocolate by common and i common tagged my book bag at this concert i went to i had a whole but it was like common was there quality was there high tech was there i had to tag my book bag and i think my mom threw my book bag away what yes that's I asked her, where happened to my book bag matter of fact i gave them the pen my tagging marker and let them tag with my tagging marker onto my book bag uh, and gave me a kiss on the cheek and i didn't want to wash my face for like a week <laughs> oh man <laughs> so and your mom threw it away, that's a dope story, though, man. I know. Backstage. I would have immediately retired that book bag after that. I know. I, I did. I probably would have framed it. I know. I dropped the ball. I kept it in in the um in the closet, and I guess when she moved, she she tossed it. Oh man! That's oh good. man! So oh that well. sucks. Mm-hmm. Number eight was the Cool by Lupe Fiasco. Nice. in Chicago. Uh, number seven was All Eyes on Me because <laughs> I just had to put Tupac in there. <laughs> were you were you on for our, our that when we uh, you you were on? I'm you know yes. I'm confusing All Eyes on Me with uh, Me Against the World. Yeah, yeah. All Eyes on Me was the one I said should have been put up against that album. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Uh, number six is Reflection Eternal Train of Thought. Really. Mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela on the album. Come on, on the intro. You know that wasn't him. It wasn't. No, that was Dave Chappelle. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Saying Nelson Mandela reflection eternal. Yep, that was Dave Chappelle. Get out of here. Yep. I'm just what? not knowing this all these years later. Oh what? The, the intro on um on on uh the Train of Thought, the Reflection Eternal album. Mm-hmm. That intro track with with with, with 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 somebody saying in Nelson Mandela, that's actually Dave Chappelle doing his Nelson Mandela impression. Get out okay. of here, Ian! I had no idea. Yeah, because I, I looked at the at the credits at, in the city book. Like, did he really get Nelson Mandela on here? <laughs> like, and no, no, no. Well, it's um, still in my top ten because I still play a lot of those songs all the time. That is a dope album. I'm gonna come yes. back to that. Go ahead. Yeah, so even even despite the fact that I was catfished, <laughs> I, <laughs> I still think that that's one of my top 10 albums. So number five, I, I couldn't decide between Do You Want More and Illadelph Half-Life, so I put them both. Okay, we can do that. And then uh, <laughs> number four is 
2014 Forest Hills Drive because it's no features and triple platinum and I play it all the time. And when coming through that office back some years back in the park and J. Cole was the closer, man, that that show, I had to leave early because the sister I was with like, I gotta get home to my kids. And I miss, I, as I'm walking out the park and hearing him play my favorite songs, I'm like, oh no. You was like, man, yeah. forget them kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, J. Cole, that's, that's what you do. And then um, number three, I got Illmatic by Nas. And AZ killed it. Like hearing his verse on Life So You Know, that's. As long as we leave in thieving, we'll be leaving with some kind of dough. That is the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then number two, I got Black Star. Um, and my favorite song on there is Thieves in the Night, the most first. Um, I even told my coworkers, if y'all want to know about, you know, American history, just listen to that album. <laughs> and then um, for number one, I have Miss Education of Lauren Hill. Really? Because I listened, so I bought that. I bought that tape right before a trip to a certain printing factory in in Brooklyn at the time. <laughs> and so we went on the bus trip, and I think I walked through the printing act factory listening to the album with headphones in while I'm supposed to be touring. Turn <laughs> up listening to the album. It's hey, funny don't... how money changes situation. How do you start a song like that? <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. I was walking through there bumping beat nuts. <laughs> See? <laughs> I felt like it put me in the right frame of mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're all funny, man. So you got, man, Chaz, your, your list, it's, it's not identical to mine, but it's very similar. I actually had the, when I did my list, I actually had the Black Star album at number one. Yeah, I can see that. That was a tough one. I, I think Lauren won because um, just having a female MC always impresses me. I like, you know, from a female point of view and being able to have subject matter that's not all sex and, you know, money and drugs related and men dating relationships related, but just all sorts of different stuff. Right, right. So, so you had, um, you also had, do you want more Illidelf Half-Life one here, which makes sense. It just makes sense considering, you know, your, your, you know, or I should say our peer, peer group uh, and how old we were when those came out. Was there a reason you didn't have, uh, things fall apart on it? Um, I like that album, but it kind of went more mainstream, like, and I didn't play it as much as I played these two. Really, these two were the two I played all day, every day throughout my four years of college. So it was kind of like, mm. you know, if you really want to know hip hop, I felt like those two were the ones that introduced you to hip hop and the roots. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now you also had, this was a bold choice, uh, but I respect it. You had 2014 Forest Hills Drive, <laughs> which I believe is Cole's best best album. Like, Yeah, I, I think you kind of, because um, I could tell with some of your, your honorable mentions, you kind of favorite the more melodic rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that one is, you know, it's it's a bulletproof album, man. I, I listened to it not that long ago and like, it still holds up. I, I remember when I first heard about it coming out. In fact, Reggie was the one who put me on to it. He was like, yo, you heard this 
this new J. Cole. And uh, I was like, nah, he, he was like, nah, it's phenomenal. And I was like, all right, I, I'll check it out. Cause I, I, I did like, I liked Born Center. Everyone was kind of like. Yeah, I love Born Center. Everyone was kind of kicking dirt on Born Center a little bit. And I'm like, I don't really? know. Like, I'm hearing oh, something different here. You but, really not? Nope. Wow. I, I'm not a fan. I, I, I feel like he was still like trying to find his sound, so to speak. In that yeah. Album. He was, he was, but his and, and and it just seems like when he got to Forest Hill Drive, like that's when he got it. It seems like to me, even even like the beat selection, like he still was like, because he was doing a lot of the beats himself still, and it just seemed like he was he was reaching a lot of times with with his selection, almost like he like he couldn't tell himself no to a beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he made it. So I'm going to I'm going to go with this sound, but some of them selections wasn't. The he best. knew it wasn't though. Like that's why he had the Let Nas Down song on there. <laughs> well, I, I I agree with you, Reggie. I do think he's really found his voice on 2014 Forest Hills, but at the same time, I can still hear the raw talent in him and who he was as an MC was still coming out in that album. You know, not not albeit not perfectly from beginning to end, but you can still tell. You know, this is a you know this is a talented dude. Right, right. No, I'm not. I'm. You, I mean, his 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 abilities to rhyme and flow and all that at you know, like that's there, like that's present. But you know, you can lose an individual man if it just if everything don't come together and at some points or certain tracks, it's just not there for me. Yeah. Compared to what I was expecting, like when he first came out, you know what I mean? Like, now Chaz, you also had Illmatic on there, which is no surprise. Like, everybody born but before 1985 probably has Illmatic somewhere on their top 10 or 20, so um, <laughs> no surprise there. I kind of wanted to put, um, what's the one, um, his other album, um, hold on. Can't remember the name of it, but it was a toss-up between which Nas album I was gonna put on my list because I I played that and it was written a lot. It was written as good. It, it was mm -hmm. a great follow-up. Like I, I don't think that album gets enough credit. You know, like some people have made the argument that it's in fact better than Illmatic. I'm not really ready to go there, but um, no. you know, it's it's good. <clears throat> it's it's pretty good. Now you also had um. You had mentioned Black Star, and you had referenced Thieves in the Night, and I, that's a phenomenal song. Like I, I just remember the the hook for that, which most said, "Not strong, only aggressive. Not free, we only licensed. Not compassionate, only tonight. Polite. Now who's the nicest? Not who's the nicest? Yeah, not good but well behaved. Chasing after death, so we can call ourselves brave. Still, Still living like mental slaves. Yep. That was one of the, <laughs> the deepest hooks. I've I've seen or heard, you know, on record. Ever. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then oh, you had the cool by Lupe. I didn't I didn't I, I'm not surprised you had it on there, but I I'm, I guess I am a little bit because of because of how, you know, re relatively recent Lupe is. Uh, but speak on that album a little bit. I really um I was shocked listening to his wordplay. Um I think when it first dropped I was in a weird place in my life, <laughs> but go watch that beat. <sighs> and then how he came, I mean, I really like go watch. Go watch, I think, got me hooked on the album. And then when I listened to his Gotta Eat song, that short song where 
he's throwing in all the wordplay about food and fries and I'm like that's pretty cool like listening to how creative he was with his lyrics on that song was good um and then of course there's dumb it down that got a lot of radio play I think and uh video play but streets on fire I played that for my daughter um maybe like last year for the first time and she played it on repeat for like weeks (laughs) she loved it streets on fire is dope man because I was like, it's very relatable to what's going on right now, you know, with COVID and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and all this police brutality. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the cool, man. Like, all, all just the, his storytelling ability all over that album. It was like, it, it was quite a few little stories that he, he put on that album. And then the, um, and you're just, you're, you're glued in for every one of them. And then the, um, uh, my favorite track on that album is uh, Put You On Game. Oh, okay. Um, where he's rapping like he's the drug game, talking to a person, and he's telling him all these harmful things that he'll do to him and his loved ones. And, you know, it was just, that was a phenomenal track to me. I'm going to have to re-listen to that one. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't remember. It's, it's toward the end of the album. Yeah, it's toward the end. Yeah, I do know yeah, that. But it's definitely one of the, the, the most memorable tracks on there. All yeah, Hello, Goodbye. Me. Hello, Goodbye was my cut. Oh yep, hello, goodbye too. Yeah, um, you had all eyes on me as well uh, by Tupac. I think I'm trying to think if anybody from the crew had any Tupac on their list, but I don't. I don't think so. You know, I'm biased with Tupac. I know. I know a couple of us might have had Biggie on our list. I thought about it, but I don't. I don't recall Tupac being on those lists. But I yeah, just y'all out a bit. Speak on that album a little bit. <laughs> Um, that's one that that's another one I couldn't play out loud. See, the good thing about like Diggable Planets comment, I could play out loud as a youth and not get in trouble. <laughs> but uh all eyes on me, I couldn't buy it. I had to get it. Somebody had to give get it for me and give it to me. I had to sneak it <laughs> on my headphones. Could never play it out loud. But um, yeah, ambitions as a writer got my mind made up. That beat is ridiculous. How do you want it? I mean, the whole album, I feel like the production was great. Tupac got extra gritty on that album. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just really good. I could play it pretty much from start to end. A couple songs I skipped, but. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. All right. And then finally, you had uh, Like Water for Chocolate. Um, I know you had Can I Borrow a Dollar in your honorable mentions. Just speak on what you liked about Like Water for Chalk. Um, it's le- real mellow. Um, Thelonious and uh, Song for Asada. Just I like the mellowness of the album. But I really, I had, I replaced um, Can I Borrow a Dollar with Like Water for Chocolate because I had to, it was a toss up between the two. Because Can I Borrow a Dollar, I think was the first. Yeah, that was that song I ever listened to it might be. I think it might have been Take It Easy. <laughs> yeah, Take It Easy. He had a couple singles from it. He, he Take It Easy was one, Soul by the Pound. Soul was by the another. Pound. But um, that when he would rap and he would do that creaking voice, we're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah. God, what is this? This is the first time I ever heard somebody embrace a cracking voice on a song and like run with it. Yeah, it was like he was still in puberty with that. Uh-huh. 
I thought it was dope. And I was, you know, oh, you like that, <laughs> you know, I was around a bunch of voice cracking boys at the time, so I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, all right. I like this list, man. This is a solid list. What's going on, Vince? What's up? How's everybody doing? What's good hey. with you, bro? We just res- we just uh, uh, revisited an old segment where I invite uh, a, a guest uh, per week to to share their uh, their top ten personal favorite hip hop albums, and, and you know we we give them feedback on the list. So don't worry, Vince. We're gonna get to you too. But okay, uh, cool. Just to, just to recap Chaz's top 10 This is her personal top 10 At number 10 she's got uh, Reaching by Diggable Planets Number 9 she's got Like Water for Chocolate by Common Number 8 The Cool by Lupe Fiasco Number 7 All Eyes on Me by Tupac Number 6 Train of Thought by Reflection Eternal Number 5 is a tie between Do You Want More and Illidelph Half-Life by The Roots Number four is 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Number three is Illmatic by Nas. Number two is the Black Star album. And number one is Miseducation of Lauren Hill. You know what? I just realized um, you ain't got no you, you got no Kendrick on here either. You got Lupe and Cole, but no Kendrick. Nah. I, I like Kendrick, but I can't listen to a whole Kendrick album. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah, no. Wow. Okay. All his albums are probably like four songs out the whole thing. So I don't know. Right. I can never. Uh, I've always and I've been one of those people who likes J Cole more than Kendrick. I don't know. I just it's just me. I get preferring him, but like you, you I don't know, man. You can't deny the the, the 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 talent in Kendrick, man. He's talented. No, I, trust me. I got a lot of his stuff, but. Uh, he wouldn't make a top 10. No. So my, my argument that uh, To Pimp a Butterfly is one of the greatest albums ever made is going to be lost on you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, very well. Then. I might say Black Album. No. <laughs> but it didn't make my top 10. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. That was in your honorable mentions. All right. Good list. Good list. So we're gonna we're gonna dive right, go ahead and dive right into our next topic for the night, which is drug culture and hip hop. Um, you know, over the years, I mean, ever since hip hop's been around, it's it's been criticized for uh, allegedly encouraging drug usage and drug dealing amongst its listeners. And you know, as of lately, the the drugs have kind of evolved over time. And, you know, kids are doing different drugs, harder drugs, yada, yada. Um, do you think drug culture and hip hop should be separated? And if so, why? And if not, why? Do, do, do you think do you think hip hop talks too much about drugs? No, I just think we don't do the same drugs no more. Shout out to Chance. Because <laughs> this this for me, this is kind of like. I don't know, man. Say, saying that hip hop artists should should rhyme less about drugs, whether it's, it's drug dealing or drug selling, it's almost like it's it's almost like telling the blues artists that they can't rap about breakups or something. You know, like <laughs> you know, it's it's the the two are almost inseparable. Yeah, you can have you can make dope hip hop without ever referencing drugs, but for me, drug culture and hip hop culture 
are, are almost inseparable because a lot of the a lot of the cats that the early DJs and MCs idolized were just they were just drug dealers. You know, it's like if you know anything about Reaganomics and you know the urban decay of the '80s and you know the whole environment that that hip hop was kind of birthed from. You know, you know, you know, you know what it was like back then. And the cats who had money were the drug dealers, you know, for the, for the most part. You know, it, it took it took some time for rappers to become, you know, moguls, you know, and stuff like that. They weren't moguls immediately. So the, a lot of people they grew up idolizing were drug dealers. So, you know, logically, a lot of their uh, experiences found their way into the music because they were they made for entertaining stories. You know, so does that make sense? No, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I, I just, you know, every form of music has drug songs. You know, rock music, jazz music. You know, Minnie the Moocher is about a cokehead. <laughs> you know, by Cab Calloway. You know, you had other songs like, you know, um, uh, hold on, I actually pulled some up. What's the name of this song? Yeah, What's Minnie that the cameo song? Which one? That cameo song. Oh, White Horse. No. Uh, oh wait, that wasn't cameo. Can candy. Candy was about drugs. Yeah, nose candy. I just thought it was about women. Nope. <laughs> wow. Okay. Did not know that. See, you were catfished. <laughs> yeah, I was catfished by cameo, man. <laughs> um. Cocaine Habit Blues uh, from 1930. Dope Head Blues by Victoria Spivey from 1927. Um, Reefer Head Woman hmm. uh, by Jazz Gillum, 1938. And these were good songs. Uh, Here Come the Man with the Job, 1936. The Reefer Song by Fats Waller from 1943. Hmm. So, I mean, music period has always had songs and references to drugs. So, I do think it's kind of unfair to lay that at the feet of hip hop, you know, when it comes to these new drugs these these kids are doing. Like, like, what what do y'all think? I don't know. I feel like coming up, like, weed was mainly the drug of choice, and um, like if somebody was doing mushrooms, it was like they played hacky sack. <laughs> it was it was oh, that. Yeah like inner city youth for the most part part that were doing odd drugs or popping pills it wasn't really us um if we did it if we did coke or something like that not me personally but it was a rare occasion like we it wasn't a, a regular habit it was like for the most part you smoke weed and drink and then here and there or at a party you might have a line of coke or something like that but it wasn't like that's what you did that's your drug of choice whereas Today, I feel like maybe they have access to more money than we did because the drugs they do cost quite more than what we would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm re- I'm remember- I remember when nickel bags literally cost <laughs> not a nickel, but they was five bucks. Now, I don't know what they're going for, but like, you know, everything is so souped up now, you know, even with, with stuff like weed because you know as you know it, it's been it's been legalized in quite a few states and you know a lot of the research lately has been showing it's it's not as harmful as originally thought but you know uh, what do you what do you think about this new molly generation and 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 
people who do Zan and, and all of that. Do you, do you think these rappers need to kind of chill on on that type of language? Um, well, well, I will say um, that I think that it's highlighted now because it's all it's been around. Whatever, whatever is, was a part of life in like a generalized statement, it's gonna be in music, no matter what genre it is. Mm-hmm. You think about rock and roll. You think about rock and roll. This they talk about all types of drugs and that. But I think I think the um the way hip hop has spiced up the um the look of doing drugs and the fun of it, even though it's not fun. But I think it's just the look of it. And since hip hop has become when you say the look of it, you mean that they made it. They make it cool. Yeah, like they make it like a, they really make it like, not even so much as a party thing, but a lifestyle. Like Snoop has made smoking weed look like, like breakfast, you know? <laughs> but it is. Um, yeah. yeah, even though that's a whole nother thing about weed being a drug. We're not going to get into that. But um, just as far as like, you know, sipping lean. It's just like, it makes it seem like this is what, happen when you party as opposed to this is how some people party and I think it's getting a rap because it's the most popular music and they you know whenever somebody would hip you know hip hop and and just the swag that you know black people bring to it I think that's why they focus on it because it's so influential but I mean and you think about the 80s rock and roll had that on lock um, yeah. even though you know songs like uh, White Line, you know, was a, was a song in the 80s that talked about drugs and stuff. But hip-hop wasn't what it is now, back then. So I just think it's getting a bad rap. But as far as what you were talking about, as far as the, the stuff now, I think there's enough information to be found out about drugs where you can make a better educated decision on things as opposed to just going with the, the song. Because, like I said, people are going to always talk about anything, aspects of life and music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, you know, uh, music is an expression of, I guess, self. Uh, and, um, you know, kids are going through things and they're resulting to, uh, um, I guess, a way out or a way to cope. And so they, that's what they're doing. They're doing these drugs of choice. With that being said, you know, they're making music and they're talking about it. I think that the problem, though, uh, comes into the play of the drug of choice is way more, the effects of it is way worse than weed. I'm not going to say way worse, but it, you say what now? I said thank you. You're going where I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah, I just think the drug of choice changes everything because I mean you you've had people um I mean we've all heard the term like oh he's a, a functional coke kid like there's people that that can go to work and do like you know what I'm saying jobs what like you need a high IQ to to do this job but they you know they have a diet of cocaine in their system <laughs> but this seems like the, the 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 drugs of choice that these kids now are doing it's the effects are way terrible. I mean, you know, it's there's no functioning with it. And you can tell in their music, like how they sound, how they look half the time. It's just a total different effect. 
So I think that is where the bad rap comes in at. Um, but I mean, again, you know, it's it's what they're going through. It's what they're talking about. It's what they live in. It's how they coping. And so that's what you're getting out of the music. I was thinking yeah, but I'm, about I'm that here too. For the, I'm here for the... I'm here for the regular old weed selling and and I'm I'm here for the, the coke selling and all that stuff too. I mean, I I I enjoy hearing a hundred different ways of how you done sold it. I think that's the most creative thing I've ever heard in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I can listen to Pusha T all day. That dude has to be the most creative drug selling man I've ever met in my entire life. He he makes whole albums about drug selling and he says it differently every time. I applaud that. Him, Griselda, all them dudes, man. They talk about it. I want to be a drug dealer as much as they talk about it. (laughs) But it's because of how well they able to articulate what they didn't did, how they didn't did it in such a way that it's 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 dope. You know what I mean? Literally. So um, but that aspect only is what I enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I was about to swing it around at that from from you know the music the music about using drugs to the music about selling drugs. I got into a, <clears throat> a conversation with my one of my homeboys about uh, I was telling him about Stove God Cooks, and um, as you know, like you know he he's he's in the same vein as Pusha T, and um, Chaz, you know this dude too, and his response was basically like, "Yeah, dude's dope, but you know I don't like none of his messaging." You know, cocaine is, has destroyed the black community, and this dude is celebrating it. And you know, he made a whole album about number selling coke. But I'm like, but dude, it's 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 entertainment, man. It's it's <laughs> it's um, you know, he he's not he's not putting this out here because he thinks everyone out there should be a coke dealer. He's just right, he's playing right. a role and 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 trying to entertain you with this with this narrative through the music. You know what I mean, and um, and basically he just talking mess through the whole album about how how good of a co dealer he is, and and the album is phenomenal. But this dude, he was not rocking with it. He was not rocking with it. I'm like, oh man. I mean, um, it's, it's I mean, people. It's funny to me though when people talk about that because it's like it's like we already know that drugs, you know what I'm saying, killed the community, but we also know that. Like we we have to be realistic and like it's dudes that really flourish from it. It's like and they weren't right. just selling to the black people, they were selling to whoever had the money to buy. Right. So that was white, black, Chinese, like it didn't have no race. <laughs> it was all about the money. You know what I'm saying? So right. a lot of times you can miss me with the the, the pro black with the drug thing, man. Cause you probably was doing drugs yourself. That's why you Yeah, it's it's um yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't roll with that because uh, for, for the reasons you, uh, uh, you mentioned, Reggie, you know, it, it's, 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 this is not like a what came first, a chicken or the egg argument. Like, drugs have always been in the community, you know. Right. So, you know, people are going to from time to time talk about that. But uh, what I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to, to, to highlight was a few songs that discuss drug usage and drug selling, you know, and, and from the hip hop genre that is. And just kind of do a little all-star list of, of, of hip-hop songs touching on this stuff. Um, you know, my top five. You know, and y'all feel free to pick this apart. Uh, Biggie, Ten Crack Commandments. I got five on it by the Loonies. Peruvian Cocaine by Immortal Technique. Buddha Lovers by Bone. 
And then <clears> finally, um, More Than You Know by Prince Paul with De La Soul. Those are probably like my f- f- five favorite hip hop drug songs. I mean, Ten Cry Commandments, you know, what 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 else can I say about that track? You know, it's it's this dude gives you a, a literally a manual to, to selling <laughs> to how to sell crack and be successful at it. So, you know, and it's 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 a creative song. And then you got I got five on it by the Loonies. Great feel good song. Um I, I really pr- appreciate Peruvian cocaine because what they do is he tracks the drugs literally from the poppy fields to the airplanes getting smuggling the stuff in all the way down to the corner boys you know selling it who, who get eventually get locked up for it so I, I thought that was a a phenomenally like you know clever and laid out song um what, but what about y'all in terms of writing them well it just any any i forgot or any that you feel deserve shine Oh, yeah, sipping on some scissor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wasn't Uh-oh. a favorite of mine, but... You, you go, forget the, go ahead, Vince. Hey, you forgetting about smoking on hay for crucial conflict, man. Y'all got it, something yeah. about smoking on hay. Oh, I got I got it in my notes. I got it in my notes. It didn't make my top five, but I got it. <laughs> Any Anything Pusha T, of course. Yes. <laughs> anything Pusha T. That, that man... Is gifted with uh, saying the same thing differently over a thousand times. <laughs> I got, I got, also got "How High" by Method Man and Red Man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Styles, Styles P, I get high. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that. So that's that's that was a good one, man. That was a good one. Uh, "Pocket Full of Stones" by UGK. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though even though I felt that one went a little too long, man, there's, there's several points in that song where I'm like, man, they still rapping. <laughs> very true, very true. That wow. song's like five minutes long. I mentioned it earlier, but White Lines. I, I forgot who it was, who it was by exactly, but uh, I don't forget his name. But you guys know this the the song that uh, Mob Deep sampled for their uh, Quiet Storm beat. Man, I can't think of it. I can't think of his name though, but you know, white lines going through my mind. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I know you're talking about. I can't think of the name though. It was a, uh, that's a hip hop dude. Yeah, yeah, back in, back in the 80s. Yeah. When, when all of that craziness started. Dude, that's, uh, hold on. Now you got me. I'm about to look it up now, folks. Um, yeah, I can't look it up right now, unfortunately. And I think that was in like I want for some reason eighty three comes to mind, but it could be that's Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster oh, Flash, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. That's that is where uh, Quiet Storm that beat was not so much sampled, but it was the 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 way the song was made is off of uh, off of that beat from White Line. As soon okay. as you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then yeah, uh... check it out. You get, I mean, it's a lot of stuff, man. You got friend of foe, ninety eight, Jay Z. They rob a dude, yeah. trying to sell drugs in their neighborhood. Yeah, so, I got that on the list. You got Big L, the heist. I think he was stealing drugs, right? No, you know what? The heist was um somebody was going to wait. No, you're right. You're right. Some somebody, his chick was like cheating on him with another drug dealer. Yeah, it was a setup, but it was about it was stealing drugs. They was gonna steal drugs, and some some was dealing yeah, they, with drugs. But they ended up, yeah, stealing the dude's drugs at the end of the song. Yeah. Yeah. 
I forgot about the heist. Street Dreams by Nas. Uh, yeah. Street Dreams, yeah. I thought that was dope. Even though the story didn't really go anywhere, he just kind of just oh. painted a picture of uh, how a drug dealer lives. Man, ain't no one mentioned Rick Ross. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I can go all the day with Rick Ross, too. Right. Hustling, definitely. That was an anthem, dude. That was an anthem. Yep. Like, that, that, was a, that was a song of that year, man. And um, shoot, Grinding by the Clips. Grinding by the Clips, definitely. Uh, Ice Cream Man. <laughs> with Master P. <laughs> hey, uh, what else? How'd y'all how'd y'all feel about purple pills back in the day? By by uh, by Eminem and D twelve, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that song. Man. <laughs> How about this song? Something What's that song? Because I got high. Because I got that's high. <laughs> oh, that's Afro Man. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that one. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hated that song too. They played that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hated Afro man. Right. <laughs> but three six mafia too. I, I get high. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I kind of mess with that one. What about um? What about uh uh um? What about Styles P? I get high, high, high. Oh, we mentioned that. We yeah. mentioned that. that was that was a. I, I forgot to include that one. That was that was a that was definitely a hit. Yeah. But that one, that song, you don't even really. You don't even really connect that he's talking about drugs till the hook comes in because it's just right. it's such a dope song. Like he 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 kind of he kind of he kind of camouflages the message well in the, in the song. Um, another one, grinding man. Ain't no one, ain't nobody mentioned the clips. Well, I mean, he said everything pushing, so I just, I just automatically assume. Oh, okay. That is, yeah. Um, shoot, anything from Cameron? Losing weight by Cameron. Yeah. And uh, with Prodigy, shoot, love is gonna get you by uh, mm-hmm. by KRS One, cause man, that that song it kind of breaks down like the motivations of why people sell drugs, cause you know he's talking about how his family is struggling, and mm-hmm. him and his brother and his sister got to share three pairs of pants, and you know he can make money real quick just you know doing some drop offs, and I thought that was a dope song with kind of. You know, humanizing drug dealers a bit and like showing what motivates them to do that, which is which you know I, I think it's important because you know I, I think I think people from outside the culture they do kind of have this like this this very uh, judgmental like you know you're either an angel or you're a, a devil type of way of, of looking at people like okay you sell drugs and you're automatically a a bad guy you know and it's 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 a little bit more complicated than that. True. You know. Oh, freeway, what we do. That's a good one. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q. Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q. That's definitely a good one. Man, it's another one. Anything future put out. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. His whole catalog, really. And then I come to find out like he don't even do drugs. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, man. Are you serious? They were saying he don't. He's not really a. He not really a drug taker. Really? That's what they say. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I mean, you know, they. Why say his music that, sound like that? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> 
they say you know he was accustomed to the streets and stuff like that you know they're not saying that he probably then you know dabble in the selling of it and things like that but he's not an avid drug dealer, dealer by no means hmm. i mean sell i mean taker user whatever just, you know what i mean like you just know what the culture is like hmm. okay man that's interesting i, I did not know that i like mean I, said, I could be wrong that's what i heard Future seems to be the way he moves. He seems to be a pretty, pretty adept at building his brand. And you can't really be, you know, tweaked right. out on drugs and do that. That's facts. That's facts. Hmm. And I think that's what made me believe it. Because also, you know, like he did. I think he he's done who he's worked with. Like he worked with Drake. And I don't just see Drake as working with somebody that's drugged out of their mind <laughs> that all the time. But then he do, you know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, I'm just, I just took it for what it was, but that's what I heard. I heard he, he doesn't, it's just in the music. Wow, respect, man. All right, all right. Oh, to, uh, uh, three, last three tracks I want to mention. Ghetto Karan by 50 Cent. Uh, oh, um, what's the, um, what's, what's my, what's my, one of my favorite uh, Kanye songs uh, about the girls going to the bathroom? And for real. Oh, um, you, you talking about uh, you talking about drunken hot girls? No, 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 no. He got a song where he talking about basically girls getting high in the bathroom. They Is like, that Kanye or um? It might be for real. No, uh, Kanye is definitely singing. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead, uh, I'm gonna find it while you continue to put the. Oh, and then and then and then uh, pass the pipe by the far side. Oh, and um, peer pressure by De La Soul and uh, Be Real. I thought that oh. was OT Genesis. I'm in love with the Coca. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about him. I forgot about him. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, I got tired of that song quick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a um. It's by it's by it's by uh it's about it's by NRD. Oh, What's the name of it? it's called all all the girls standing in line for the bathroom. Ah, okay. It's okay. called everyone knows. But yeah, it's, everyone it's knows with NOSC. Yeah. You never heard that song? Yeah. I probably have. I just didn't. The song is actually. Like, I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up after this. After I get off here, I'm gonna definitely look it up. That's a pretty good album too. Fresh my memory. Um, did you all did you all hear recently that Juicy J apologized for this was probably like about a year ago, but he actually apologized for making music that promoted drug use. Did y'all hear about that? No. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know it. <laughs> you know, it, it, I, in his case, the damage is done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I mean, it's good to see that. You said what? Can't bring Pimp C back. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, I mean, like, I, I applaud him for at least, like, maturing, you know, spiritually, not spiritually, but, you know, mentally uh, to be able to, you know, come out and say that and be like, yeah, this this probably wasn't the best thing that I was pushing, you know. So, um, you know, I, I, I applaud him for that. I applaud him for that. Real quick, if y'all did not have any other drug-related hip-hop songs y'all wanted to share. I did want to share an unpopular opinion before we get into this album, Face Off. Uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad I got Vince on the show for this. My unpopular opinion is that 
Jay-Z did not immediately wear the crown after Biggie's death. I agree. Um, I, I know people when kind did, of... When did Jay-Z die? I mean, when did, uh, when did uh, Biggie die? March 9th, uh, 1997. March 9th. I agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, uh, yes. I don't know if that's unpopular. I don't even really know if a lot of people have said that. But it might be. Well, a lot of um, people, was, a lot of people, up in the air too. a lot of people do say that Jay Z came in and he he kind of inherited the crown after Biggie's death, which is kind of like half true. But I think it took him a good two three years to do it. Yeah, he it was up for grabs. I think it was up for grabs. Yeah, it was definitely up for grabs. Especially, I, honestly, I think, I think was, Drayton um, had it. No, nah, it was a, it was a, well from my perception of it. But I wasn't heavy into it like that on who was going to be the next up like that. But I remember people were saying when it came to rapping, Big Pun was up there with Jay-Z. Like, you had people that was putting Pun over Jay-Z because his rapidity rap was like when he and it's just like he looked so different. And he was he was chubby, too. Chubbier than, than, than Big Papa. But like just the way he rapped. And um, the attention he was getting, like people were talking about him, but it wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't no definite thing. Like people weren't just anointing him, like he said. Not from what I remember. Right, right. I, I think we do kind of some revisionist history with Jay Z, and it was like, you know, yeah, he he came, he stepped right in. It's like, nah, man. Like that first like year after Biggie died, yeah, the first year, actually two years. The crown was kind of like up for grabs by like a good ten people, and I'll, I'll even name them: um, Mace. Yeah, I knew you was gonna say that. Uh, DMX, Cannabis, Method Man, Busted Rhymes, Big Pun. I'll do. I'll even throw Juvenile, Master P, and Ja Rule in there. <laughs> wow. Okay, but I thought you were speaking of in terms of New York. But oh, in terms of New York? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, I, I guess most of these cats are from New York. Like, like. Well, when you said cannabis, that he he went from New York, right? He's from Connecticut, right? I, I thought he was from Canada. I thought he was. I thought he represented New York. No, uh, I thought he was New York. He probably he probably was yeah living in New York. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure where he actually came from no shoot even LL made another little you know what I'm saying another little swipe at the throne for a little bit (laughs) you know after his 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 battle with cannabis he definitely capitalized on the attention but like yeah Rakim had dropped another album too he did but he wasn't really on the radar like that like it was really that whole like Def Jam you know roster of folks that was kind of you know that was that was really making noise, and then of course what was happening out in, in the south, and you, know. you right about that because Red Man was they he had they was talking about him too. Right. Yeah, yeah, Red Man too. Yep, Red Man too. So you know um, maybe the Wu Tang as a clan collection. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing because then because because Method Method Man he dropped around that time, and then Ghostface was gaining steam. Right. So you know, it was it, it took it wasn't it really wasn't until Big Pimpin where people actually was like, okay. No, Jay-Z it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was that. I think it was Annie that brought the attention. Yeah, but the Annie track came out in '98, and '98 was still kind of DMX's year. Well, I think that's when it, it kind of just it, it, it battle. It was the battle was on between them two. Yeah, that volume two album is what I think was almost solidified it. 
So I agree with you, Reggie, because when he dropped that uh, Hard Knock Life song. Yeah, I think it was that. They were battling. Yeah, that album, and it was like, that album was just in his production, too. And 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 then so, I would say Buster because Buster was dropping, you know, he had a lot of hits around that time that was was huge in terms of radio and amongst his hardcore hardcore fans as well. So yeah, that that was a that was an interesting time, you know, for for hip hop. It was like yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was so much quality dropping, you know, mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. <laughs> it was dope. But we're gonna dive right into our uh, our album face off for the night, man. And um, this week, I decided to put two underground L.A. groups against each other. They kind of came up at the same time, and that is Jurassic 5 and Dilated Peoples. Now, in one corner, I got Jurassic 5 with their album Power in Numbers, which was their third album. It was released October 8th, 2002 on Interscope. It's produced by Cut Chemist, DJ Newmark, and Juju from the Beat Nuts. He clocks in at 56 minutes and 17 tracks. And in the other corner, I got Dilated Peoples Expansion Team. Um, that was their second album. It was released October 23rd, 2001 on Capitol Records. Uh, produced by Alchemist, DJ Premier, The Beat Miners, Evidence, Juju, DJ Babu. And even a track from Questlove was on there. Um, and it clocked in at 60 minutes and 16 tracks. So, um... Both of these groups, they were, you know, they were kind of beloved by the underground and, and a lot of the B-Boys at that time. So I'm going to give it up to you all. Between these two albums, which one did y'all feel was the doper album and why? I'll let you guys go first. All right, who wants to take it? Yeah. Uh, I'll go. It's, it's, it wasn't that hard for me. <laughs> 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 um, I, I would have to go with Dilated People's album. Uh, they were just more of my style at that time and era that, you know, that year. So, um, they, you know, they sound, the way they rap, the music. Um, I think one of they, they at, that, at that time, their most popular song, I think, for the album had Guru on it. Um, yep. Worst come to worst. Yep. Yeah. So, like, that, that was more of uh, me than anything. The, the Jurassic 5 I thought was cool. It had way more of a jazz feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was, but to me it was it was extremely jazzy. Um, and so, you know, it just it just didn't it didn't it didn't rock with me, that's all. <laughs> okay. Still a dope album, you know, but it just, I wasn't feeling it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. All right, Chaz, uh, did you get to check these out? And if yeah. so, which one were you feeling more? I guess I kind of have a... I noticed that people put J5 and Dilated Peoples up against each other a lot, and they two different groups. I mean, they're different to me. They have different sounds, like Reggie was saying. And I prefer Dilated Peoples, too. Um, I really like on that album, The Pay Attention. That was my favorite track on that album. Yeah, that piano. Yeah, but I... To be honest, I listened to both, but I wasn't as much a J5 fan anyway. So this was an easy choice for me, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool, cool. All right, Vince. Uh, between Dilated Expansion Team and Jurassic 5 Power and Numbers, which one was you feeling more? Dilated Peoples. 
dilated peoples by a huge margin. Um, now, don't get me wrong, Jurassic Five. I liked what they did because if you look them up, like their 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 category is alternative hip hop, which I don't even know if I've ever even heard that, but like that's what it's labeled. Like. And they're very, they're definitely, um, they stay true to what they want to do. Like. Um, it's like some jazzy boom bap every single song and they gave you 17 tracks so you were overloaded with it um it's just i can't put a i can't put a thing on why i didn't connect with it because they have all the ele elements needed to be like a good group but it just didn't connect with it. as far as dilated peoples if y'all remember man they had a song on NBA Live. I think it was oh, 2001 or whatever it was. One of that songs sure was featured did. on the game. Like you, you, they, sure they, they get a win for that automatically. Song was on on the video game. Yeah, I remember um, that. And, and then also, uh, when you, because I heard both albums. I listened to both albums when they came out, and I revisited them, revisited them some years later. But when I when I looked over it again, as far as research. Certain songs from Dilated Peoples made me smile, but when I was listening to, you know, Jurassic Five, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And like, it's just I didn't connect with it for some reason. But certain songs with Dilated Peoples, plus the group name is dope. Um, yeah, I just I picked that out easy. Okay. I will say, for me with music, if before you even start flowing, I need to hear a good, like the track needs to sound good. Like the music that comes in, if it doesn't catch me before you even start flowing, then I'm not really gonna listen to the rest of it, to be honest. Um, that's just how I am when it comes to music and the beats that they use and the tracks that they used on the uh, J5 album didn't catch me right away. They always caught me on Dilated Peoples. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I can see that. All right, for me, this was kind of close because I know I love Expansion Team, and I remember I remember when Power Numbers came out. I remember liking it but not loving it. But when I went back and listened to it in retrospect, this album is a lot better than I remember it being. Um, the track "Remember His Name," where they're talking about this dude that they ran into and in, out in the streets, but nobody could remember what this dude's name was. And then the twist at the end of the song, it just made the whole rest of the song make sense. And I thought that was very clever. The track Thin Line with um, Nelly Furtado, that was that was pretty dope. Um, I kind of thought they were on their way with that track. I'm like, wow, they got a feature with Nelly Furtado? The track Freedom, uh, the other track Hey, the track with the Beat Nuts, uh, uh, one of them. That 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 track, <laughs> I forgot all about that track. Cause J Five, they were always kind of seen as this kind of real playful, you know, group. This real kind of like, you know, kind of almost happy go lucky group. You know, they didn't really show they had a really like hard side to them. But that track, you know, one of them definitely definitely changed that. You know, and that, while I never did think that they were whack, I just was never a rabid fan of Jurassic Five. All the people that I used to hear caping for J5 were white boys, you know, and I had heard them on Lyricist Lounge One, but the track was, was you know, it was just okay, you know. And then I heard Quality Control, and I thought it was a little inconsistent, but there were still some, the songs on there that were good were very good. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I think they got even better with power numbers and and you know this album kind of changed my mind about how I felt about them but I have to give the slight edge to dilated uh with expansion team both groups kind of have they but they they're west coast groups but they have east coast sensibilities you know they they never um you know they never really get into like gang talk with the stuff that they talk about um they they, they got they they both have sounds that appeal to hip-hop purists and you know i felt with the dilated peoples it was just more they just had a more harder air sound than jurassic five but power numbers i i don't think you should sleep on that album i, I think it's a great album to check out but I, I do feel that the dilated was a little bit more consistent with you know tracks like proper propaganda um self-defense is crazy the Defari track, Worst Comes to Worst that y'all already mentioned, Trade Money was dope. Um, the expansion team theme at the very end of the album. Chaz, you mentioned Pay Attention. I love Pay Attention. Um, I, I think that's a that's a great uh, track. And just overall, it just had a more harder edge to it. Like, I counted up all the tracks that were keepers on Power Numbers, and it was about 10 tracks. And then I counted up all the tracks that were keepers on Expansion Team, and it was 11 tracks. So, you know, Dilated just kind of, it, it edged it out for me. But this was a lot closer than I expected it to be. I thought Dilated was going to get the easy win with me, but that Power Numbers definitely had some songs on there that impressed me. In fact, one of them is, uh, that, that song almost tipped it for me because I, I forgot how much I love that track. Yeah, that's a definite. No matter who you are, if you listen to hip hop music, you gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they they were a group to their credit, man. Jurassic Five, they were a group that got better with time. Like their first album was cool, you know. I it, it was it was good. I, I would by no means call it a classic, but their first album was good. And then they got a little better with quality control, and then they got a lot better with power and numbers, you know. Whereas with Dilated, I think they kind of plateaued with expansion team because nothing they did after expansion team came close you know to, to it you know if you ask me and neighborhood watch was was inconsistent you know um and everything after that was too but um yeah you're right about that yeah yeah you're right about it. at least they got on nba live <laughs> they did they did you know i'm sure that was a nice little check you know but uh but cool man cool that's that's that was unanimous that was that's unanimous right there but moving right along man we're gonna go ahead <clears throat> and cap off this episode like we always do uh with another segment of what you bumping where i invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping for the past week or so so, um, let's hit up, uh, let's hit up Chaz first. This week, what you been bumping? Well, easy for me, because I've just been bumping my top 10 and all my, uh, honorable mention. <laughs> ah, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, there was there was some good stuff on that list. All right, uh, uh, Vince, man, this week what you been bumping? Basically, all the new stuff. I got a graduation party I'm getting prepared for um, oh, nice. to DJ. So I just been basically searching everything that came out this year and last year. So like, I've been listening to Jack Harlow. I was gonna say. Um, 
he's he's uh he's growing on. I never thought he was whack, but it was like he looked he looked weird to me. But now, like if I just listen to his music, he's growing on me. Um, this is Pooh Shiesty. I don't know why I like him so much. Like everything tells me I shouldn't, but on his bandwagon, brother. Man, it's like. Man, that, that whole little Dirk movement and King Von, they just got my attention right now. I have no idea why. I'm but, a fan of Pusha. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I'm going to have so, to check yeah. this dude out, man, because I, 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 I've i been hearing so much about him, man. Last Memphis Cat, uh, or la, last, it's, I should say last Southern Cat Reggie recommended to me was Sauce Walker. And I, I, I went down a rabbit hole with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just, I mean, like some cats just shock you. Like you just can't believe that they got some talent. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like sometimes they they name like Sauce Walker. You be like, dude, who? What in the world? But then you listen to him, and he actually sometimes got some stuff to say. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, he can actually tell a good story, man. I was, I was, I was surprised, man. And he just the way he talked mess is just entertaining to me. Like. It, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're not gonna get that out of out of Pooh Shiesty now. It's just straight, you know what I'm saying, shenanigans. But <laughs> shenanigans, like he, what is he, one of the little rascals? <laughs> I mean, it ain't just nothing. It's it's nothing. It's no storytelling. It's I mean, it is storytelling, but it's just it's just good old. It's just good old gang stuff, man. Like yeah. they just. Yeah. I don't know why. It's weird because I I actually have a. a uh, a hip hop unpopular opinion, but we'll, oh, we'll talk about that another, another time. I have a hip hop unpopular opinion about that stuff, but for some reason, like whatever they're doing, it just it, it catches my attention. What's your unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion is that you know how some people say Eminem's content they don't identify with, it. but most of the people that listen to hip hop don't identify with anything that these people in hip hop are talking about. But I agree for some with reason you. that for some reason that flies when you talk about Eminem. People get away with saying that. But it's like if you ain't never sold drugs or you never were out in the streets, how do you identify with being with that music? Because that's not what your life was about. But it's, it's not, but I've seen it. Though. Yeah, that's First, what I was gonna say. We around it. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand and if I didn't see it I knew somebody that was doing it and I saw the money they was getting because of the car they was driving <laughs> or the clothes they was wearing. Like, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. I see the fiends out on the street. Like, I see I see all that. Like, I see it. I saw it. I can relate. <laughs> hey, hey I'm, 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 I'm with you though, Vince. Like, like I, I do think that... No, <laughs> and, I, and I like what, what Reggie, what y'all are saying. I, I agree with you to a point because I just don't feel like you can ride with that as aggressively and emphatically as people say it. It's like, yeah, you saw it, but I saw some stuff that Eminem talks about on TV too. <laughs> I saw it. But a lot of people want to ride hard with like, oh, I can't identify with that. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, he vividly explained what he's talking about. Yeah, they, they act okay. like his, his his stuff is so foreign, like you, you can't possibly relate okay, to so it. It's not that it's so foreign, but you gotta we gotta be we gotta be for real though. In the beginning, in the beginning, he was killing his mom 
every chance he got. Like, I can't relate to that, dude. Like, That's I true. just... And push a T. Like, <laughs> like, we just went over what push a T does. And black folks we love those moms, man. Like, I can't relate to that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I think, like I said, at the same time, I feel like, like I said, this is maybe this is one of them conversations we can have later on about it. But, um, yeah, I just feel like I feel like that's more of an excuse than a reason. Like if you don't like if you don't like what he's saying, you don't like what he's saying. But like I ain't never been around drugs. I ain't never shot a gun. I ain't you know it's a bunch of stuff I ain't never done. But when I hear it, it's like man, I hear that boom 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 on that you know gang gang gang. If for some reason <laughs> I get attached to it. I don't know why. It's so, so Vince for this Vince for this graduation party, you gonna play the new uh, Lil Nas X? <laughs> Man, I ain't touching that. With <laughs> Man, I ain't touching that song. Man, I, I wish I got on to talk about that. But that's just like that's dude letting you know he part of the Illuminati now. <laughs> He's letting you know. <laughs> that is crazy right there. I, I actually, are you are you are you gonna allow your your your, your kid your your son? No, to we talked about that yesterday. As a matter of fact, because he likes that the other he likes the other Nas X song. Um, but then he started actually seeing him. Like, why is he wearing clothes like that? Why is he painting his nails? And then I was I had told him yesterday, like he got a new song out. I, you are on my like my 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 um name is on YouTube, so I can see the history of what's being played. So I was like, don't let me catch you watching that <laughs> video. It's going to be I trouble. Told you it's it's trouble in the row household. <laughs> man, man, don't let me catch you watching that one because we're going to have to have a serious discussion. I had told him why. Like, I try to keep it real with him. Like, as, as, uh, as, as, as real as I can with somebody that's eight years old. But um, I'm telling him, like, man, that's not, that ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with <laughs> how we try to live our lives. 20 years oh. from now, your son probably gonna have a horror story like when, when his dad yeah. caught a little Nas X video in his, in his watch history. <laughs> yep. He's, yep. He's gonna be traumatized. But it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> it has, that has to happen. Like, I, I can't. Because the thing about it is, I just wanna, and it's not so much that I don't. Well, I don't want him to watch it, but I want him to have enough control to be like, oh, this is what he was talking about. So he turned away. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm giving him the option to like make that decision on his own. But I was dead serious about it. Like, man, don't let me catch you watching that. <laughs> all right. All right, Reggie, man. This week, what you been bumping? Nothing really. Uh, well, I, I was listening to J. Cole, his last three albums. So I was listening for your eyes only, uh, Force Your Drive and uh, KOD. So I was, I was taking a, a listen to those. Um, I'm still uh, listening to Shiesty Season. Um, you listen to what again? Shiesty Season. That's, that's Pooh Shiesty's album. Oh, okay. okay. But if I was going to say, though, if you was going to listen to something from him, I would just listen to uh, the Judas um Black, the, the black, uh, the movie, the soundtrack. Oh yeah, oh, I Judas do like and the Black Messiah. Yeah. yeah, he's on. Uh, he got a song called No Profanity, where he's rapping the whole time. He doesn't he doesn't curse. Man, that would be a cool song just to listen to. But that, that's what you're gonna get from him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I was listening to uh, the new guy I've been listening to. I kind of did a deep dive into him. 
uh, I listened to him before, but never really listened to an album. But was uh, uh, his name is Toby? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Toby Nguyen. Yeah, yeah. So I was listening to uh, a couple of his albums actually, um, and I think what got me listening to him was an interview I had had uh, seen from him. Um, the, the dude is very uh, like he's somebody you want to win, so to speak. Um, yeah. So he it got me. Yeah, man, and like found out like his wife is actually rapping on a lot of his tracks, which is which is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? As well as his producer, which is like his sister, so to speak. Like it's his best yeah, friend's wife. It's a whole family thing, right? Takes his beat. So I was like, yeah, it's a whole family situation. Yeah, I like, man, this is crazy. So I, I got to listening to him. Like, man, he, like they dope. You know what I'm saying? The whole camp. So. Um, and then, you know, when you listen to him, you get a chance to listen to other South, uh, Texas rappers. I want to say South, because they strictly from Texas. And, um, it's, I mean, it's just all good music, man. Like, it's, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty dope. And then his, Have you his latest, he got, uh, he got like Sci High on it, Royce of Five Nine. Um, he got, he got some, some dope people on there. So, very good, very good. I was hey, Reggie, have you watched his, have you been watching his videos too? I saw his videos. Uh he do he got great videos as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting dude. He got a good story. I, I would I would uh I would suggest anybody like just to look him up. Uh, he used to he used to play football, uh D one. And he was going pro uh, until he tore something. Hmm. And then went into music. Like, how crazy is that? Oh wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, suggest listening to him. And um, I was listening to Queen Niger too. I think that's how you say uh, her name, Queen Niger. Yeah, yeah. She, she got some dope music. Okay. I, I, I keep hearing her name. I, 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 don't, I, I still haven't checked that out yet. Um, yeah. She's like a younger generation of Mary J. Pies, maybe. Kalani? Okay. Okay. Mm. Queen Niger. Yeah, no. I, think, yeah, I mean, like she got a lot of, she got a lot of pain in her music. Like somebody's always betraying her or something. Like, <laughs> right. And then you know she keeps talking about love and stuff like that. But I mean, it's it's I mean very it's very Mary J. Blige esque. Like I'm not saying that you know she is the next Mary J. Blige. Except but she can sing. She can sing. She really can. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just not that ain't right. But I, I, I mean, you know, so I like Mary. I think Mary can sing. I think she's gotten better, of course. Um, but I don't think that was her, her main thing at first. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that singing wasn't her thing, but I mean, like... Yeah, Mary Mary has flavor, you know what I mean? She's got style. She's not really... Yeah, some, her like... Blow you away with vocals, you know? Right. Right, 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 right. She can hold a note, you know what I'm saying? She can sing, but she's not meant for, like, a live audience where she's just about to be just blowing the crowd, like, in amazement of her voice. Like, that's not going to happen, but... Definitely can say, but I understood what she meant by that, Chad. I understand what you meant by that. Okay, okay, man. Myself, man, I've actually been bumping uh, that new Onyx album, uh, Onyx for Life. Man, it is a good, good album, man. Hmm. I mean, it's Onyx, so you you know what to expect. But I, I wasn't really feeling. I didn't know what to expect because I wasn't really feeling that last couple of track uh, uh, projects. But this one is actually pretty good. I was like, what the heck? It's only thirty minutes long. I check it out. I, I I love this album. I, I've 
it's probably the album I've, I've bumped the most this year. Um, I've also been bumping uh, Code of the Friend and uh, Static Selector. Um, they did a project called To Kill a Sunrise. It's pretty dope. Real laid back stuff, man. But but lyrically, man, he he hooks you in. Like he he's, he's got some great insightful rhymes for a young cat. Vince, I think you would enjoy it. Reggie actually put me on to this dude uh, with uh, well, what's his name again? Kota the friend, uh, K O T A. Okay. And he's got he's got another project he did this year called Lyrics to Go Two, where it's it's every track is like a minute long. But um, it's dope. It's dope, man. I've also been bumping uh, Damu the Fudge Monk <clears throat> and Rakim. That it's like a little mashup album that was that Alter Crates did called The Master Monk. It's pretty dope. And I've also been bumping. I've been bumping P Rock and CL Smooth, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Hmm. Um, just decided to reach back to that. I, I wanna I wanna use that in an album in a future album, Face Off. I just gotta figure out what album I wanna put it against. Didn't they just come back up? Is something they about to drop some music or something? Something just happening with. They, they, they might. There was talk about them doing a reunion project last year, but they they they've been talking about doing a reunion project ever since for like ten years now. Like I, I remember, right after Guru died, they were talking about doing a reunion project. Something recently, like. Like like in the last week or two, like I saw their name or something saying they was about to drop something or something was already like in the works. And oh, they were about so. to have some music. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find it, but um, yeah, that's that's I love Pete Rockenstein. Yeah, I hope so. And that that making the soul, brother. That that album was so ahead of its time, man. Um, yeah, yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Um, yeah, that's that's what I've been bumping on my end. Real quick, uh, yo, Chaz, is this summer going to be a white boy summer? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Maybe. Let <laughs> <laughs> me personal. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll let you. I'll let you make that call. I'll let the ladies make that white call. White boy summer for hip hop. What you talking about? G Easy and Jack Harlow. Yeah, your, your boy. What was his name? Your boy Chat Chat Hanks. Or Ch- yeah. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> oh man <laughs> I wish Jamil was on, on for that one but, <laughs> I wait. just saw that uh, Illmatic uh, is supposed to be added to the National Recording Registry Really? Yeah Okay, okay, that doesn't surprise me, it's about time Yeah And uh, And Larry uh, Jamil uh, Fashion let me, let me get this correct though first before I before I blunt it out. Uh, Alicia Keys, 20th anniversary for uh, uh, Fallen, that album. Wow. 20 years. Yeah, songs for A minor. That's the name of the album. Yeah. Wow. Man, I remember when that dropped. I know. She I actually came to Tribune Tower with her piano and performed outside in the, um, like the courtyard, Pioneer Court. I remember that. I remember that. No, nope. I nope. feel like now. Now that's a uh, what you call it? Unpopular opinion. Is that what you? That's how we've been saying it, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like she's been chasing that album. That's true. I I, I would agree with you there because that that first album was phenomenal. I don't think any of her albums have even come close to that. Yeah, she. You know what she did? I, I think I think she she kind of 
fell into chasing hits because like she started bringing in a lot of outside producers after that first album whereas like she kind of composed everything that on that first yeah that first you know went out the door and she never really went back to that formula so i don't know if i believe that reggie because i think um her next album was better the diary of alicia keys Really? I well, I, it seems like she makes she makes anthems for women. Yes. I, I feel like she makes more ballad music, but like I feel like she's been missing that like that soul, like that mash. Like she was kind of like she was almost like a B girl that song. Yeah. And it, I don't, I don't get that in none of her music no more. Yeah, yeah. it's it's overproduced. It's it's too glossy. You know, you're right, Reggie. I I, I kind of I, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, oh, Jamil did send me his album anniversaries. Uh, we got Elzai with Land Poison uh, coming up on five years. <clears throat> also coming up on 15 years, he, uh, King by Ti. Hey. Uh, I remember, man. Great album. 15 years. And also Fish Scale by Ghostface Killer. 15 years. And 25 years, the coming by Busta Rhymes. Mm. That's crazy. That was 25 years ago. Man, oh, what an album! But uh, but there you have it, man. That's the show. I'm probably gonna take next week off just to give myself a little bit of a break. But um, feel free to check out the other episodes we got posted, and uh, we'll be back uh, with another uh, uh, top 10. Uh, list of all-time albums from from another guest on the next show as well. But I want to thank uh, y'all for carving out some time uh, tonight to hop on the show and share y'all's opinions. And uh, with that, I'm gonna bid y'all to do. All right, peace. Everybody have a good night. All right, peace. All I wanna do is sip up on this liquor. Sip up on this liquor.